1: Today's show is brought to you by OnPay, the new standard in payroll. You can pay employees and contractors in minutes, automate your payroll taxes and filings, as well as provide health benefits and HR in all 50 states. For more information, visit buildingthefutureshow.com slash OnPay. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Mike Liu. He's the CEO at Thriller. Mike, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm I'm very well. Yourself? Uh, all things considered, I'm doing well. Uh, enjoying the sunny weather in California. Los Angeles is specific. Um, but, uh, yeah, all things considered, I'm doing okay. Very cool. So, w- walk
1: us through your uh, childhood. Where did you grow up and uh, what did you take in university and why?
0: Yeah, I know. So, I'm Born in China, oh, um, very cool. came here when I was very young and uh, settled in, of all places, um, in Tennessee, uh, okay. which is uh, not your usual, typical place. Uh, so uh, the reason there's is there's a uh, defense lab in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, where my dad um, uh, found, was recruited uh, to work in. So, you know, kind of grew up like a, a Southern southern guy, um, used to have a Southern accent so when I went to school out here in California, Berkeley, and you know, came out here to UT, uh, so I still had a Southern accent at the time. So, lots of uh, culture shock from China to Tennessee, and then from Tennessee all the way here to to California.
1: Very cool. So, what did you take in university, and why?
0: Um, you know, I think a lot of it is just you go into it with a very I'm Asian, so there's a very like strong uh, core value of education. My grandfather was a teacher, which is you know, um, you know, very coveted role in in Asia. Um, I learned a lot about more about like human interaction than I did about like this you know, knowledge based facts, um, and I really enjoyed uh, my time there.
1: Okay, no, very very cool. Um, I I'm curious then. You, you get out of university. Walk us through your career up until Triller.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I've been very fortunate. Um, you know, I've spent the last 15 years in Silicon Valley, uh, right out of uh, school where, you know, jumped into startups pretty much right away. Uh, the okay. first startup we did was in 2000, 2005, 2006. Um, we were the first... Um, you know, I guess like entrepreneurs to put online video uh ads. Um at the time very small sites like Sumi um you know, NBC Universal. And oh, wow. we kind of built the infrastructure so that when we saw ads in that early stage, um they were all kind of powered by us. And it was a company called Yu, Y U N E. Um and you know, I was number five at the company. We went from five people to about 500 in about four years. Wow! We eventually got listed in the stock exchange. Um, so did all the fundraising from Series C all the way to IPO. But a really, really cool journey. And it was one of the first times where, you know, talking to you in 2020 and saying yes, people are going to watch videos online seems very kind of a no-brainer, but I can tell you in 2005 we had to try to convince a lot of people that people are going to watch yeah. uh, videos online. Totally. Um, and then after that, um, I got into my passion, which was uh, the time gaming. Okay. So joined a couple of guys, um, made mobile games. Um, so this is around 2010, 2011, where we were one of the first to put, you know, games that, you know, as a hardcore gamer, we want to play on a mobile device. Um, so we created games like Crime City, Modern War on the mobile device, and That's cool. we were acquired pretty quickly uh, within a year and a half by a Japanese company called B for two hundred million dollars. Uh, wow! And then I stayed on as the the vice president of games and product for the Japanese company for another three years. Uh, and there, I learned a lot about just you know. Um, the cool thing about like the the mobile market in Japan is that they're just a lot further than the rest of the world because they skipped an entire generation of PC right, and went straight into mobile. Right? Like it was more common for you to have a smartphone device than uh, for you to have actually a, a personal computer. Um, so a lot of things about data analytics, about uh, consumer retention, um, learned a lot from that. Which I now take into uh, Triller, um, which you know I've been working on for almost four years now. Yeah,
1: very cool. So, how did you come up with the idea, and what exactly do you guys do?
0: Yeah, so Triller is a short-form video platform that's focused around music, artist discovery, and content. Um, the idea is formulated around the notion that. Hey, in this modern era, where people are becoming more and more creative, um, to provide them the tools, right, the licensing, um, for them to be able to create any type of content that they want, uh, whether it's short form skits, whether it's you know dance videos, which become really popular, but really for them to express themselves. But what we did differently is we mirrored that and attached that to artists who. You know, at the end of the day, it felt like they were always losing the side of social because they were not you know ever recognized or were able to make money from. but we sort of connected the dots in our industry to help artists um, get compensated, help new artists get discovered and and then the mission our goal um as I like to say like is to find the next Justin Bieber uh, on Triller. okay,
1: so how did you guys obviously? get some of these big brands and celebrities actually on the platform, invest in the platform because like the space you're playing in is really competitive and tricky, right? And you guys have become this massive
0: product. Yeah, no, that's correct. Um, the thing that's really unique about Triller is that we really stuck to our authenticity and, um, every trailer video that we've seen, um, up until now have all been organic, meaning okay. that no one paid them to make a trailer video, um, regardless of whether it's, uh, Eminem or Snoop Dogg, it's always been hundred percent organic. And the reason we were able to pull that is that we really stuck and you know, kept to the values of our music, our brand, and wanted to create a tool that was easy for people to enjoy. So, I think, you know, from Chance the Rapper who created a trailer video to Cardi B's uh, music and then sent that to Cardi B and having Cardi B then repost it, that was a moment that just happened on its own. Very
1: cool. um,
0: and obviously we are there to support that, um, sure. but it's happening, you know, day in, day out. And as our company got bigger, um, especially as we were out starting to raise a round of investment, the artist came to us actually um, to to kind of join the field and join us in this journey. So we're, we're one of the few very fortunate companies where our artist investors, or what we call strategic investors, um, have 40 of the top 50 artists in the world, including wow. you know, Marshmallow, uh, Pitbull, uh, Nigos, Nigos, 21 Savage, um, and the list goes on and on, right? So what we've been able to do is really showcase um a product and technology that the industry gets and the industry wants to support no that's
1: that's very cool so obviously i i guess like in some cases then a lot of the partnerships probably came to you guys then right it's like once they start seeing their top artists using a platform they're like how can we get our other artists on there and
0: or, or walk us through that journey yeah so that's a little bit uh different for us so okay um when we started the journey with Triller, instead of waiting till the last minute to talk to the labels um which you know people generally do right like even from big companies to small companies they generally wait the very last minute to talk to the music side but for us we actually went to them first uh in the oh, early part of our journey we went to all the major labels told them our plans asked to be partners and you know, through through luck and sheer will and blood, sweat, and tears, uh, we got all the music um, license holders to join us in this journey. Um, So from Universal to Warner to Sony to Merlin to Empire, all these guys have uh, now become partners with Triller in the very beginning stages of our our journey. So that when the artists came over, it was an easy easy sell for, for them as well to understand just, how much we put, like how much work we put into it in the beginning stages. Sure. So give us
1: some examples of how people use Triller because there's, there's a couple ways to actually use the product or the app.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think what we like to see is people really enjoying and creating content. Okay. And our favorite thing to say is like, you know, if you open Triller, you know spend some, you know twenty minutes on it, I guarantee you'll be less leaving with a smile on your face right like people are creating tons of really fun content, whether sure. they're dance content, which you know is the most popular one um to just skits right where it's not about status anymore right meaning that you know in the old sort of social network days not old i mean you know Instagram is one of them but where you're posting a lot of status content, meaning, like, here's what I'm eating, here's where I am, here's what I'm doing. Right. Um, on Triller, people want to post creative content, meaning they're they're wearing costumes, they're, you know, creating a 15-second skit, they're telling a story. Um, that type of content is how we want to strive um, to be unique for Triller, and that's that's the thing that, we find very promising as we grow is that people are becoming more and more creative um, in using our, our product. Sure. So how do you guys
1: decide what new features to add or, or, or not add? Because I think obviously the concept's really simple, but if you took every feature request from every user, you would bloat everything and you would probably just make the product almost unusable. So how do you manage that kind of requests and, and actually adding features while keeping everything very simple to
0: use? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like we have sort of a guiding principle around you know, what the product is, right? Okay. And like I said, like, our goal is to have the next Justin Bieber be discovered on Trulix which sounds, you know, somewhat cliche, but there's a lot of things that kind of come from that guiding principle, which is we're here for the artists, we're here for discovery of new artists, and we want to create tools that allow users to create content and be as creative as possible. Um, And when you use that guiding principle, I think it influences our roadmap quite a bit in terms of hey, like, is this really going to help the artists? Is this going to help discovery of content? Is this going to help people make better content. And if it doesn't fall into those sort of buckets, we deprioritize it a little bit because at the end of the day, like that's how we've been able to grow in this environment, how, you know, in this very competitive environment, uh, we're basically number two to TikTok, uh, which is now well valued at hundred and know, $100 billion. Um, we stuck to our principles um, and using that guiding principle of content, music, and discovery, um, we've been able to
1: really focus in on what we build as a
0: product. Sure. So I, I want to dive into
1: those kind of verticals a little bit deeper. You quickly covered it a while ago. But so, how does just uh, let's go through how does like the average, just regular person uh, use Triller? And then I want to go to like a, a celebrity or a musician or an artist. And then I want to go to the people that want to be the next Justin Bieber.
0: Yeah, no, um, and, I mean, this might be uh, naive of us, but we like to think that regardless if you're Justin Bieber or you're a celebrity or you're an everyday user, you're going to use trailer somewhat the same way. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, one is the entertainment value that you see from people creating content. But two is that actually creating content yourself, right? Um, we find that you know, on our platform, the average percentage of people that create content is around 10 to 15%. Wow. which is pretty high for our social network. Totally. Um, to put that in perspective, you know, less than 1% of people on YouTube actually create content. Right? People are just passively like watching. Right. Um, but for us, when we have such high numbers of people creating content, you know, we like to think it doesn't really matter if you're, you know, chance rapper or meek Mills, or if you're, you know, an everyday user, or if you're a discover, up and coming artist. I think, we like to strive so that everyone uses it the same way. And having said that, I think our AI uh, you know, surfaces the, the best content for you personally and personalize that to yourself. And I think it really is just um, how you, like what type of content, what type of music you listen to, um, that will ultimately change uh, the, the way that you experience truly.
1: Got it. So, how do like? Let's talk about the AI a little bit without getting too technical. How does it recommend content to me and allow me to discover um, new things on uh, Triller?
0: Yeah, I mean, with anything around AI, it's usually every company's like most guarded secret. But I can tell you, for us, like there's a lot of human traction that goes into gotcha. uh, content recommendation. Right. Okay. I think if okay. you look back into the days of uh, Pandora, right, like I'm sure you yep. heard of the, the Heat yep. Genome Project um, at Pandora, where they would hire musicians to basically curate playlists um, uh, for different genres, right? To so say like, oh, if you like this song from, you can use a skill like mumphers and Sons, uh, you're gonna like this band, right? right. Uh, but if you let the like baby, you're gonna probably like you know, stand up for Vegas, like, or, you know, you're going to probably like Youngboy NBA, like, so, those type of things do require a lot of, like, human interactions and human um, uh, input. So, it's not just a, a bunch of mathematical equations, but it's, there's a lot of, like, um, human uh, dictation behind our AI that makes it unique.
1: No, very cool. Yeah, I agree. I just, I think human curation at least or or correction or or whatever of AI is kind of the only way to really go, at least at this point. And and I agree, like Pandora, I still think Mm -hmm. in my opinion still curates the best playlists out of all the streaming services because of just like Mm -hmm. they spent the time, right. And effort to do that. So I I think that's, that's really great.
0: Yeah. Or you build a culture of, um, you know, like, and subscribe. Yeah. Don't for, don't forget to leave a piece of comment on my video, right? Like that has become synonymous to any content creator, almost like um, burned into the subconscious when they're trying to make a content. And that's you know to the to the credit or discredit of like a, an algorithm that people are aware of, but now it's burned into your like rhetoric of saying, "Hey, like and subscribe." Don't yeah. forget to hit the bell with the bell notification.
1: No, that that's fair. So I want to get into a little bit of who is your target uh, demographics of users? Do you have people kind of all over the map or what age ranges are are people really using uh, Triller?
0: Yeah, so our target user base is the Generation Z, right? So uh, ages of 17 to 25, that's kind of our sweet spot. Um, And that's the majority of our users as well. Um, we're a predominantly U.S.-based audience uh, okay. for the first you know, three years of Triller, but more recently we started to expand internationally. But it's still, like you know, the, the the core of our audience is uh, you know the 17 to 25 year olds that are you know, U.S.-based. Gotcha. Um, if you play with Triller, our our core you know demo is around hip hop and urban music, which has now become pop culture music um, as well. So.
1: Totally. No, that makes sense. So, I'm curious, how did you guys get the first version or, or MVP actually funded and built? Did you guys bootstrap? Did you raise some money? Or, or walk us through the early versions of Triller?
0: Yeah, the early versions, uh, you know, always starts with you know guys who you know went to their friends and family um, and you know, kind of bootstrapped it on, on their own. And from there, once the idea took took shape, you know, we were able to slowly raise uh, capital uh, to a point where we started to really grow organically. Uh, we were able to raise, like last year, uh, a larger capital. And, you know, that's been able to... Sort of the same story of most um, uh, startup uh, companies is that, you know, you start small, you start with your friends and family, um, and then you kind of go from there. Sure. So how
1: are you guys, or how do you guys plan on monetizing the platform?
0: You know, um, social has, you know, been around for quite some time now where I think people have figured out how to monetize social. Sure. Um, You know, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, Instagram, a lot of companies have, you know, ridden the books about what's the best way. And I think for us, you know, we can take from... Um, several use cases, but we want to try things our own as well. So while our focus is growth, you know, we're always looking at, you know, unique ways to monetize our audience. But I think we're, you know, rest assured that um, this market has already been solved right, by, by people before us. Sure. And there's lots of ways that we can uh, monetize our audience.
1: Do you does it make it a bit tricky that you have users under the age of eighteen or not really at all?
0: Um, you know, our audience is actually mostly over the age of eighteen. Okay, um, but you know, having said that, like we do, you know, um, put the right principles and right protocols in place to 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 secure our audience. Um, but one of the biggest differences between us and other platforms like we generally cater to the over 18 audience.
1: Okay. No, that makes sense. So I'm curious, what, without like giving away anything, like does the next six months for you guys look like? Are you focusing on, on just growing the platform and, and the user base or cause you guys have been successful, but obviously, um, you want to be, like, overtake TikTok and and, and whatnot. So what is your kind of plan for the next six months to a year?
0: Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, Obviously, I can't share too much. Sure. um, But we definitely have a a pretty strong roadmap um, that we'll be rolling out with a lot of announcements um, that are coming out in the next uh, 12 months. But I think um, for us, we're adhering to our principle of, like, what we are as a product. Okay. and who we are in this space so you know I think that guiding light hasn't, will not change and uh, there's a lot of very exciting things that I want to talk about but uh, you'll probably see and who knows what we'll do a press release with you with your uh, uh, as well so we can talk about that in, in person when it's ready
1: oh very cool so I- I'm curious um uh, right well I- correct me if I'm wrong um certain platforms allow their user base to upload custom filters or, or other little features. Are, do you guys, are, are you guys have any plans to support that at some point or, or you don't really know yet or can't Absolutely. really
0: talk about it? Okay. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's one thing that we're, we're, you know, really trying to unleash the creativity of every, everyone. Right. So to add a little bit more light into your last question, you know, instead of thinking about like what are the, the specific features like, I think what will make us as a company very happy is, um, do you know the story of Little Nas X? Uh,
1: I think I know which one you're talking about, but maybe do you want to tell it and for the people that don't know it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so Little Nas X um, you know, is a, a culture phenomenon now. right? He created a song called Old Town Road. Yep. And as soon as I say those, I'm sure you can it in the back of your head. <laughs> um, but it's a song that started on Triller, and uh, Little Nas started on Triller, um, and created basically through his own hard work um, a culture phenomenon where his songs played more than the Beatles now. Um, and he was discovered through Triller and grew on TikTok, grew on Twitter. Um, but that story of you know being a self-starter is something that we're actively trying to enforce with our audience we want at least 10 more little mouths to come out of Triller and that's you know our focus around the pop that's our focus around like what we're doing and what we're building we do.
1: sure no it, it, I I think like it, it sounds like I'm 36 or 37 sorry just for some context and it's like people don't realize now I, I think especially younger people I, like geographic region doesn't matter anymore. And especially now with all, all the stuff that's happening globally with people working from home. And it sounds like a lot of people are still going to continue to work from home after they're allowed, like the, the geographical borders has been so broken down now that you can be in anywhere big, small or, or wherever in on the globe. And you basically can get discovered and follow your dreams and, you potentially never even have to go to another city or country anymore. Sometimes you do or you want to, but I think you don't have to nowadays. Do you agree with that? And I think what you guys are doing at Triller really supports that.
0: Yeah, no, you definitely nailed that on the head. I mean, I'll look at it this way, right? Like, If you look at the evolution of like the late night television, especially yeah. now during COVID, is that, your average YouTube blogger have nearly the same quality of content uh, and video as, say, a Jimmy Fallon. Like, totally. The, the world has changed to equalize you know, content creation where for the younger audience, like, you're not going to be able to tell a difference between someone who is making content from their bedroom that's you know just a YouTube creator or a trailer creator to someone who's being paid tens of millions of dollars um, to be a late night host. So they're, they're, they're equal now. Right. Yep. And I think what that does is it democratizes content in general and allows anyone, anyone in the world in their bedroom and in their, in their house to become the best at what they do. Right. And I think that's not going to, that's not going to stop. And that's only going to uh, continue as um, people get more and more creative.
1: No, I, I 100% agree with you. I, I think it, we're we're at, like, such an interesting creative time, right? And I think, it, it, like, so many people, if not everybody, in my opinion, can be creative. They just – some people choose not to be, I think, in, in a lot of cases that – but, like, if they have simple tools like Triller to actually do some of this stuff because, let's be honest, most people aren't going to go learn Pro Tools or or some, like – crazy music software. They're, they're just not, right? But if they can build or use something that's really good, that's basically you just start using it and you don't have hours of a big learning curve, right? That it just levels the playing field for everybody, right? And majority of people can't tell the difference between a song that took maybe 100 hours to, to create in Pro Tools or something you just like put together... On your computer or in an app quickly right within a few by yourself right
0: yeah exactly and let the let the audience decide which they like um, which ones they like right so I think you know especially what we've done recently which is um uh, our version of American Idol called step up to the mic you know if you look at the voice uh, which is now essentially a zoom call yeah. um Production value and quality is not going to be any different than, say, you know, doing it from your home, and that's that's something that's giving inspiration and hope, and you know, it, that's that's changing the entire paradigm of like content entertainment for sure, and that's not going to go away.
1: No, I 100 percent agree with you, and I think the the quality, I, I think the authentic, uh, like how authentic it is to also. Factors in that I think a lot of people don't think about right like you can a lot of people can tell the stuff that's like mass produced compared to something that's truly authentic, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think with gen, the Gen Z's, you know, growing up on social media, growing up on YouTube, they know when, you know, a piece of content is paid for, they know when something's like they're forced to do something that is inauthentic to their, their core. And you know the brand, the brands that have made it, you know, like um, Fendi from Rihanna, like they basically stuck to who they are, and sure. that sells much more than now um, the the sort of forced approach.
1: No, I I 100% agree with you. So we're kind of coming to the end of the show, but how about we close with mentioning where people can get more information about you guys and any other links you want to mention?
0: Yeah, you can follow us on social media. We're in all the usual spots, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, obviously our website. But I think the best way to do it is just to download Triller yourself and, um, you know, hopefully leave a block away with a smile 10 minutes later.
1: Perfect. Well, Mike, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you and have a good rest of your day, man.
0: Yeah, thank you so much.
1: Thanks. Okay, bye.
0: Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com. And keep building the future.